Howdy, folks. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, just a quick note before the episode starts. There's a little audio glitch uh, in right in the beginning where uh, I asked Matt, or I, I introduced Matt, and he uh, accidentally wasn't recording right at that second. So uh, the, there's a, a little blank spot uh, right in the beginning where uh, it sounds like I'm talking to somebody who you can't hear. Um, but uh, after that, it, it's it's fine. Uh, so I just want to put that little note in there. Uh, so you know why it sounds a little bit weird right in the beginning. Uh, but thanks for listening and, uh, get into the episode folks. Free South Dakota. It's me, as always, your host, John, and uh, I'm, as always, joined by my uh, trusty intern, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, as always, we're coming to you from our uh, autonomous zone beneath the Corn Palace. Um, you know... How you doing, Matt? How you been lately? How's your penis? My penis? My penis is fine. Um, a I wet. Uh, I use irritated. No, it's not wet at all. No, <laughs> I'm not irritated at all. Um, uh, I use lotion on it every day to keep it young and spry, and uh, that's pretty much the whole thing. Um, yeah, because I I don't know. I don't have a wrinkly dick. Fuck that. Can you imagine? Uh, you like, know, nobody was even talking about wrinkly dicks until you brought it up, so that kind of makes you me a- think you do. You asked me. Dick. No, I don't want to develop one over time. <laughs> That's the difference. People age because they don't use lotion. Like, white people, because they have, like, clear white skin, you know, like, if black people, like, get, like, dry skin, you notice it because, you know, they get ashy, so they use lotion a lot. White people, because their skin's so white, they sometimes don't use lotion. Use lotion a lot. It'll, it's way more helpful. Like, you know, the whole black don't crack bullshit? Uh, they do crack. That's why they use lotion. Use fucking lotion and use it on your dick. All I got to say, little, my, my little pro uh, lotion PSA. Use lotion um, on your dick. And everywhere else, for that matter. But, God, yeah, so my dick is of, fine. So sick of fucking dick guys <laughs> who don't use lotion on their I'm so sick of being with ju- fine gentlemen who have chapped penises. I'm so <laughs> tired of it. It's just, it's just getting no, like nonsense. I got a big old chapped um, hog. Oh, 
don't say shit like that to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, I okay. I'm genuinely I'm doing I'm doing quite well. Um I'm actually um uh yeah, I'm I'm with somebody and it's nice. It's going very, very well. Um still in therapy, still doing that whole thing. That's about the full I wanna keep that private and personal, but yeah, I'm in a relationship and it's going very, very well. They're a lovely person and kinda sus, but uh yeah. It's it rules. I'm really happy. Um, yeah, that's that's the beginning and the end of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, now let's ruin my mood with some pol- political discussion. Let's you know. talk about some <laughs> politics. Politics. <laughs> yes. um, you know, you're, so, you're actually spewing out some winners right now. I know. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we're we're just this is gonna be a short little episode. We've been kind of we haven't put anything out in like two weeks because. You know, we've been so busy, you know, um, uh, doing important things uh, that, you know, definitely has nothing to do with us, you know, scheduling five different times we were going to record and then both of us napping through it. Um, It was, you know, we're just busy, Uh, busy guys doing, you know, really important things all the time. So, Um, but, you know, there's really... um, you know, one big thing, obviously, the the pandemic that uh, we want to talk about that a little bit just because, uh, you know, it's getting very bad. Um, and then I think we're going to. Yeah, we're at the we're at the the third wave officially. We had a second wave and the third wave is now the worst. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. This, um, this third wave COVID is really getting on my nerves. Yeah, I saw your tweet the other like last night, and I, I wanted to reach out because I know that's weighing heavy on your heart at work. Well, and yeah. I'm really sorry that you've had to deal with it. No, that that's just well for people miserable. who don't know. I'm really sorry. In a nursing home, uh, and it's it's going uh, splendidly. Uh, definitely not a bunch of residents uh, have died in the last like week and a half or so. Um, but you know, we're gonna talk about that. You know, um, I just saw something that. Like, I don't know. I feel like we've said this like multiple times when we've recorded, but it's like people are just like have forgotten about it almost. And it's like mm-hmm. when I go to Walmart, like that going to Walmart is kind of just my like uh, test of like how people are taking how serious people are kind of taking it. Because like I see more and more people wearing masks. Like there's only ever a few people not wearing masks uh, when I go in. But, like, it's still a significant number of people. But it's just, uh, we have, I think, on, uh, well, today is Sunday, actually. Uh, we had something like 1,600 cases uh, reported today. Um, and the number is most certainly higher than that uh, because of how many people probably aren't getting tested uh, or, you know, walking around asymptomatic. Uh, and they think they're fucking immune. That's why they don't have to wear a goddamn mask. Um, and, uh, you know, let's see what we're at right now. We are at 10,745 uh, people are considered active cases by the state. Um, and, like, it's it's getting so bad. Um, and yet... Still, nothing uh, has shut down. No statewide mask mandate. I live in Brookings. I literally live in the only town 
that has a mask mandate in the entire state. Um, and so, you know, Brookings is probably doing a little bit better than the rest of the state, but man, it's, it's, it's getting so fucking bad. And now it's fucking snowing too. It's not even Halloween yet and it's already snowing. So, you know, I have a feeling this is going to be a long winter. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing to comment on. I mean, the thing that I'm really concerned about is the fact that um, uh, it's not just in the United States. Like, most of Europe is also having this, like, for them, I guess it would be their second wave because they didn't have a second wave like we did. So, yeah, uh, it's not their third wave. But, like, it's ballooning up with them, too. You can, like, see, like, it curling back because I think that false sense of security is was there and plus for we know for a fact that this covid that is happening now is a mutated form of the original it's not the same disease yeah um Um, so there's that that's fun yeah and about 10 more people died today um and that number is so a hundred percent higher than what is being reported um the hospitals i know a lot of the hospitals, at least maybe in Sioux Falls, are probably still in crisis mode right now. Um, you know, we're at 225,000 deaths in the entire country. Um, I mean, this is just ridiculous. And Christy Nome is like, Christy Nome is not only just like not doing anything about it, she's actively like making it worse. She, she, I think I don't know if we talked about the ad that she did with the shoot that that fake little video she did where she yeah we we've shot about the, what, the bird but the bird yeah. now she's like saying stuff on Twitter about uh, you know it's your choice if you want to wear a mask yada 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 and uh, she's not even in the state right now she's been out of the state for a while now um, mm-hmm. and it's just you know. I think that fucking Christy Noem should have to personally dig the grave of every single fucking person she's killed. Um, it's just, you know, there's not that much cheery to talk about it. And, and on a certain level, it's hasn't really changed that much. It's just steadily increasing. Um, uh, and, you know, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I feel like there are a bunch of new people coming to South Dakota right now. Like people who are leaving New York and stuff because of the COVID laws or the COVID restrictions and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And man, I just think this is going to be such a long winter. This is going to be a really bad winter, I think. Like motherfucking Game of Thrones winter. A Game of Thrones ass winter. Yeah, I mean, Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, God, my brain is completely destroyed right now. I'm just like, I'm kind of uh, scattered. Uh, my thoughts are discordant with the, my words that I'm speaking out loud to you right now. I'm worried about the winter. Yeah, my hope is that because it is colder, it will force people to be inside more, and that maybe this will curtail worse effects of the disease. Because it coming in right as winter ended in uh, March uh, was not good. Because then people were like, "Oh, we want to go outside during summer and celebrate uh-huh. spring break and like all that shit." And yeah. 
and that I my my hope is that that will curtail it. But I like my feeling is this will probably not be over until like twenty twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, this is going to be a, a like genuinely long plague. Um, we don't yeah. even need to talk and, about the um. Go go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, and it's like even if Joe Biden gets elected, because like fuck, it's the twenty fifth when we're recording this. Uh, the elections mm-hmm. in like a week and a half, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's la- it's it's genuinely just like like a week and two days. That's it. Yeah. It's not even a full week and a half. Like we're it's that's crazy to think about. Closer. Like it's just this whole period. This has, has been such so a quickly. long year. It's been like a long year, and like also the fucking quickest year on recorded mm-hmm. history. I swear to God. Um, and fuck it's it's just like i I don't know we don't talk about the election that much because honestly it doesn't really matter which imperialist is in the white house uh despite what the liberals are gonna tell you uh biden is not gonna do i mean anything he might not even do a national mask mandate a federal mask mandate he might not even do that who knows i mean it would be really funny if Cause like you got all these uh, like paramilitary like bullshit operations by these uh, fascists, you know, basically brown shirts and um, and the like, FBI. that's my concern is like, oh yeah, of course. Well, there, um, well I mean, all there's the, Nazis, the FBI is always right there. I mean, all Biden becoming president would do is. Um, put the cia back in charge firmly because from what i understand um the cia have had a lot of difficulties in reigning in trump's insane bullshit because Mm -hmm. like as it's i mean maybe our listeners don't know but uh um, during the nixon administration nixon's entire beef with the cia was not because um they were bad but because they were openly dishonest with him because they were very secretive because the CIA, in their eyes, and this is an accurate observation on their part, uh, the president is a figurehead, and they do the real dirty work that actually controls the country. If anyone's listening mm-hmm. and is a Trump supporter, kind of doubt it, but if you are, or like, you know, are a big Q person, the real deep state is right in front of your eyes with the intelligence agencies who perform psyops in other countries and in our country. Um, the CIA, uh, yeah, that's like the only good thing that Trump has really done is actively ruin the intelligence agencies. Yeah, ruin their morale. Off. And and it's oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not even necessarily that he's really hindered them in any way. I mean, he let that he's been letting them fucking do whatever, try to try all their bullshit in Venezuela um, and Belarus and anywhere fucking else they want in the world. But you know. Um, they, I, 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 I think they just don't like him because he's honest. Um, he's an open and honest fascist, but he's an incompetent fascist as well. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. Uh, like the QAnon people is is basically like fascist ideation. They wish that Trump actually would do all the horrible things that they want him to do, which is like basically suspending mm-hmm. human rights so that way justice can be served against uh, like slightly uh socially liberal uh fascists um yeah. like uh clinton you know like like i would like clinton to face punishment for the bullshit like war crimes that she helped enact 
But of mm. course, that's not what Trump at Trump doesn't give a shit about that. Trump will say anything. Like um, his interaction with the uh, um, Netanyahu uh, a couple days ago, where he was like, "Don't you think that?" Uh, but uh, Joe Biden wouldn't do nearly as, as good of diplomacy as I've done. And Netanyahu is just like, I will do whatever with any part of the American regime. And then Trump goes, hmm, he does a little frowny face because I think Trump mm. doesn't even realize that like he's valueless. Like it does not matter who he is just, in office. Honestly, like, I, I think. I, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be gentle about this and straightforward. I do think. Um, in South Dakota, it doesn't matter. Like, I, just vote uh, yes to a on twenty six. Yeah, that's what uh, I was gonna say. Marijuana gonna vote, stuff. Do if you're vote, gonna vote, do that. Def- in fact, do vote week. and do vote for that. But like, your your like your vote is essentially valueless here <laughs> on, on the presidential. Um, on, I mean, if you're especially. on the presidential level, sure. But like, if you do live in a place where it does matter and it could swing, yeah, vote for Biden. I'll I'll say that that like that gentle thing. But no, in the long term, the material conditions will not be affected by that. And you better be prepared if you actually care about fostering change to get involved, um, yeah, at like co-ops and um, and with housing and all kinds of different things. Like direct action is going to be the go-to. And yeah, sure. You some people might be like, "Well, I don't want to do the work. I would rather be like an intelligentsia or whatever." Um, shut up, buckle up. Yeah, you, like we're gonna have sucks to work. To suck, it, it sucks. It sucks, but like it, it's absolutely necessary. People's quality of life needs to go up. Yeah, and honestly, I've been kind of thinking about this. I, I the, the reason I think is that Biden is gonna win. I mean. Trump could very well still win. Um, who the fuck knows? But I just think the bourgeoisie would prefer uh, a steady hand at the ship, or at least uh, someone who they think is going to be a steady hand at the ship. I, I really think the Joe a, a hand that they can guide. Disaster. It's a hand that they can guide. Yeah, like they I can think, control. Him. Honestly, yeah, the imperialist project has had the most success with people like. Obama where again it's more diffuse and less obvious like I mean, yeah, that's no, like the great comfort of of liberalism like Vietnam Obama killed by like Democrats. hundreds of yeah well exactly uh, I but I mean the, the Democrats of the 60s are very different from the Democrats of now oh, I mean yeah. functionally not that different but the way they present is like there, there's a reason that Dixiecrat used to be a fucking term mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah like uh, I don't know I'm I'm very I really don't give an eighth of a shit about <laughs> about um, the future of the um, election. Um, I think whatever yeah. happens, my main concern is um, what will happen as far as direct action with like fascist militias, um, like who won't accept the results of Biden Biden winning. Yeah, that's the thing I'm worried about. Um, like, yes, my desired outcome <laughs> would probably be Biden winning. But my even more desired outcome would be Biden winning and there not being a complete, like, descent into absolute, like, like genuine, like, violence in the streets where people's lives are constantly at risk. I don't want that. Yeah. Like, which is like, I would like a, a revolution. Please, we, we are revolutionaries in essence. Yes, of course. But um, we do abhor violence. Revolution is only necessary because it is made that way. In fact, Engels talked about how in the United States, uh, a socialist revolution could have been peaceful if, you know, 
because the um, there was no real managerial class. There was no um, why can't I think of the word for it? Um, there was no great bureaucracy built up in the U.S. at that time yeah. um, of the writing in like the 1840s. But obviously, things are very different now. Um, it's it's tumultuous. That's my big fear. Like people will have to probably take to the streets in one way or another. Like no matter what happens, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I because, mean, absolutely. Um, either, either. My prediction is that like um, Biden wins in a complete landslide, or it, like basically a two thousand result, like two thousand a year. I mean, um, yeah. Where like votes are deliberately not counted uh, or ignored. Uh, Trump stays in office regardless. I think, um, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I do not know what will happen. Like, I think no matter what the response from civilians and from like people <coughs> in the U S is not going to be positive <coughs> entirely. No one's going to be unilaterally like, Oh, okay. No one's going to just accept the results. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, whatever happens, there will be intensity. Um, yeah. And it's our job to, I to be involved no matter what I'm gritting my teeth. I won't lie. It, it's not something I'm like afraid of, but it's something I have anxieties about for sure. Yeah. Um, also I, speaking of anxiety, can the democratic party stop sending me spam text messages? Yeah, seriously. God damn. I keep telling them to fuck off. It's, it's been like nine months since I did anything for the democratic party and they have the gall to do this shit to me. Fuck off. Yeah, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just the the election is on my girlfriend's birthday, so it's kind of like gonna be. Uh, hopefully, you know, Biden will win and will be a decent day at least. You know, I, obviously, I, I'm no fan of Joe Biden, but I'll be able to no, relax just Joe like Biden. a tenth, and I'll, I'll at least be able to have <laughs> some joy and like. Uh, Mm -hmm. that the Trumpers couldn't even keep their guy in office uh, for two terms. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm just hoping that uh, I can just chill in November, that hopefully Biden will win. I'll play some Cyberpunk 2077. Weed will become legal, most likely, hopefully, praying to God. Uh, I, it's, it looks that way. Uh, I'm pretty I, sure I, I don't it's going to be legalized. That's... I mean, and, and after that, like, I mean, we're probably the most, like, hard left, no, sorry, hard right uh, state in the country. So, like, the, um, us in Mississippi, like, I would say. So, us legalizing marijuana, it's going to, like, happen in every part of the country. Yeah. Then it's like, what? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's I, bananas. I think it's a weird time yes, in every sense. And, you know, that's that. Uh, you know, COVID obviously still raging through the country or raging. Well, yeah, raging through the country, but especially South Dakota, especially the Midwest in general. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's going great. We're having a great time. Nobody's dying for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, there was some good news uh, last week. Uh, which was that in Bolivia, the uh, party uh, MAS, the movement towards socialism, uh, managed to uh, win the elections in a landslide um, and retook power. Um, and, you know, for people who 
don't know a lot about Bolivia or anything last year, I think it was around this time last year, um, the uh, Organization of American States, uh, the OAS, which is basically uh, an imperialist uh, front group for the CIA um, that claims to oversee elections, uh, basically claimed that Evo Morales, the head of uh, the MAS at the time, basically claimed that he stole the election um, and funded a quick little color revolution uh, in Bolivia and got a bunch of the the middle class and the bourgeoisie uh, out into the streets and managed to drive Evo out of the country, killed his dog, tried to kill his family, burned his house down, um, and he fled uh, to Mexico uh, and then Argentina. Um, and they took mass out of power for a year. And this is right before COVID started. And basically they, you know, they put this fascist neoliberal party into power uh, that immediately started cutting social programs, uh, privatizing uh, industries that were previously nationalized uh, under the, during the like nine year reign of Evo Morales, uh, you know, uh, immediate austerity um, and and I've been seeing a lot of people say well you know look uh, Bolivia proves we can vote fascism out um, and I think that I'm sure you've seen some people saying that on Twitter um, and stuff like that um, and it's just yeah I think it's I, I have seen that it's unbelievably disrespectful uh, to the struggles that the the Bolivian people have faced in the last year and also completely misunderstands yes, how it, political power it, can be achieved electorally. It is a dangerous thing to fucking let yourself think because you're fundamentally wrong about like the material situation and analysis and what's going on. Um, you know, the MAS only managed to force an election uh, because uh, the, the ruling party uh, that took over the coup government uh, basically tried to like have no elections. And the MAS you know, organized blockades and general strikes. Um, people were massacred in the streets by the military um, for protesting and, and for fighting against this coup government. And, you know, <clears throat> it's important to actually think critically about these situations and think about the fact that, you know, uh, there's a lot we can learn uh, from MAS and, and uh, just you know, to improve our own understanding. Uh, the one thing to note about MAS, the party in Bolivia, uh, is that they are, um, you know, a fusion of the workers' movement, the labor rights movement, and then the social movements, the indigenous social movements, because Bolivia is a very heavily indigenous uh, country, and compared to a lot of other South to Central American countries, they're the indigeneity of the people hasn't necessarily been, you know, crushed and destroyed in the same way that it has in America and other countries. So there's still a lot of people who like live out in the boonies and they, they still, uh, you know, do their, live the traditional lifestyle. Uh, and so I think like it's, it's disrespectful and stupid to just sit and, and say, well, this means, that we can vote fascism out. Um, and, 
you know, these, these people that put a lot of work in, they've been working for 30 fucking years uh, to build uh, this connection between the, the anti-colonization and the indigenous movement and the labor rights and socialist movement. Um, and I think, you know, that's something that's really important for us to understand, you know, let's not fall into, you know, simple, simple, uh, liberal analysis of what's going on. Let's be deeper than that. Let's, let's think uh, harder than that. Let's do a little more research than that. Um, because we really do, you know, one part of why it's so important, I think to, you know, engage with Marx and Lenin and, you know, uh, <clears throat> the Black Panthers and all these other uh, theoretical uh, and literary, you know, ideas um, and histories uh, is that, you know, the thing that separates us from the liberals and the fascists is that we actually will look at the evidence and understand what is actually going on. You know what I mean? We have to have, Mm -hmm. if we don't understand where we're at right now, how are we ever going to achieve anything? Um, and so, you know, that yeah. was some good news. I was very happy to, to see the election results come in, uh, in Bolivia and, uh, Luis Arche, I think his name is, is now the president of, uh, Bolivia. Um, I, I don't think he's taken office yet. I think he takes office at the beginning of November, but, um, you know, in, uh, times when, you know, honestly, things are not, are looking pretty bleak right now. I'm not going to lie. Um. I've not been feeling too great about it. Um, And it's just kind of good to, you know, hear some good news from another part of the world, uh, see some people fight back against imperialism and fight back against uh, neocolonialism. You know, it's always a a wonder to Mm -hmm. see that. So, you know, I think that's really all I I wanted to talk about for this episode. I don't know if you got anything else, Matt. Um, Just a quick little update Um, for you guys. Make sure you know we're not dead. Okay, um, that's all you had. Okay. My thing, no, that's not all. I had. <laughs> you interrupted me. Um, my last little thing uh, that I want to talk about um, is I've been thinking a lot, and I watched Kay and Skittles's uh, new video on YouTube. You should check out their content; they're very, very good. Um, I've been thinking about our it John and I's on uh, YouTube, nature so. on the. <sighs> I. I highly recommend it. I honestly think it's very advantageous, uh, some of these. Um, is the nature of um, intellectuals uh, and the nature of works like our podcast. One of the things to keep in mind is that both John and I are college dropouts. We do not need to come from... I mean, for the majority and the histories of um, socialist movements... There have um, they, the revolutions have been led by those who are in the middle class or the upper middle class that existed before, and most of this was due to educational barriers that were uh, put in place uh, by the upper classes on the lower classes. Um, the peasantry in uh, China and in Imperial Russia, along with uh, the proletariat, um, the the literacy rate in that time was like 14 some percent and now Mm -hmm. it's the inverse like globally like only about 14 percent or like 12 or some such percent uh, of people on earth don't 
uh, don't know how to read and write in some capacity. Um, so this, uh, I have often like kind of grappled with our John and I, you know, equipped to talk about these things. And more and more, I see this podcast as both an exercise in us becoming um, working class uh, intellectuals and in the necessity of education and the joy within it. Um, and uh, Antonio Gramsci is who's cited very frequently in this new K and Skills video, uh, uh, which is about Snowpiercer, the film by mm. uh, Bong Joon Ho. Highly recommend you watch the video later, John. Um, but the point I want to make is uh, to those listening who maybe uh, seem overwhelmed, as John and I will go more and more in depth to theory and in discussions about uh, the history of the labor movement and of the socialist and communist movement and just the left in a more broad sense, um, don't feel overwhelmed. There was a time when both John and I were unfamiliar with this kind of politics too, and, and, and we're, we're still, still learning, learning every time. And, you know, we we ain't no experts yeah. or anything like that. It's not 1917 anymore. It is not 1950 yeah. and, anymore. You know, one uh, thing anyone of... can become uh, an intellectual in this essence. Everyone can be equipped to use their skills like this. And, uh, and more you know, and more. Uh, I do. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Um, Here, go ahead. You know, I, on kind of what you're <laughs> talking about is, you know, one idea that I always see that I hate is this idea that, oh, you know. Uh, people don't need to read theory. That stuff's useless. You know, only you need a college degree mm -hmm. to understand it and blah, blah, blah. All the, you know, that's don't, not true. Don't use the word proletariat or bourgeoisie. People don't understand that. And my thing to that is if, you know, a bunch of illiterate peasants and workers in Russia in 1917 could figure this shit out, you know, uh, we can definitely figure it out, too. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think that's just an insulting idea that to say that working class people are basically just fucking stupid and they need to follow their. They aren't. And, and that's the, the important thing to distinguish, too, is because the material conditions, especially in regards to literacy, are so different now. The biggest uh, obstacle at this point um, is people who are propagandized. And people who have become like they're basically capitalist fundamentalists where it's like uh, if you want to be compassionate, you have to be you have to believe in capitalism. People who are more likely to be reactionary tend to be in the middle class or like, quote unquote, uh, while the poorest of the poor generally don't need to have a great education to like go into work, see their boss who doesn't really put forth any effort at all, yell at them and then leave early while they have to do all the backbreaking shit. It's not mm -hmm. that hard to figure out Trust what me, the way that they're fast yeah, food people the way their labor is being exploited real quick when you explain it to them you know yes and i think it, but like it is to reduce education down to the sort of intuitive thing i think a lot of learning is sometimes unlearning uh and there's a re like in yeah, the study yeah. of pedagogy the study of education one can observe and understand um that our educational institutions are devised in such a way to prevent revolutionary thought or to enable people who have revolutionary thought and keep them safe that's why you have an intellectual class who sort of mm -hmm. exists outside of any other such classes like you have someone who maybe was raised in an upper middle class environment um who's like well i represent the intellectual pursuits of all classes but truthfully that's not so there can be intellectuals from all classes and i think 
the future of revolutionary politics will be led by those in the lower classes principally. They will not have to be led by bourgeois revolutionaries. And, um, and uh, like, I, I would say I'm upper middle class, um, uh, but, like, I, I'm closer to working class than I am to upper class. Um, and uh, I, I don't think that it should have to be, uh, the future should be led by, exclusively by class traders who have the material conditions mm -hmm. to do so. The, the revolutions will be led by all peoples who stand for freedom and for better life and just uh i don't know i feel like i maybe was rambling incoherently but i my point yeah, is it's like i i feel re yeah but my i do feel invigorated on this podcast and i am looking forward to further discussions of theory with john and um hopefully in the future we accumulate enough listeners uh maybe some could ask questions in and we could have more discussions with uh yeah, those who are interested yeah um, apart from that, uh, I would say that that's all. Um, John, yeah, anything think, else? You said you're over, but uh, what do you want to say? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, we just want to do a quick little up update episode, um, you know, kind of check in. Um, and then we did record an episode where we talked about, um, we, we read Einstein's, this essay that Albert Einstein wrote. That's probably going to come out after this. Um, it was supposed to come out before this, but... I was busy at work and I was tired, so I just put it on the back burner for a minute. Um, and that one's, you know, that we're not talking about necessarily anything, you know, in the news right now. So, you know, that's not uh, something I was too rushed to get out. Um, but, you know, I think we're going to start doing more kind of like theory stuff. You know, I, I we're still going to do our episodes where we just talk about shit. Um, but, you know, talk about specific either you know texts or ideas um and you know i think that's all we've got for today um just remember you know follow us on twitter at rfsd pod uh you can find the show on anchor.fm slash radio free sd where you can also go to that link and give us some money if you want that's always greatly appreciated um and then you can also find the show on spotify and apple podcasts uh make sure you go on to apple podcasts give it toss us you know an old five star review um, and, you know, with that, stay safe, wear a mask, uh, and have a good night, and thank you for listening. God bless. Love you. Solidarity.